Well, here we are, just a few days away from Super Bowl 58, where the Chiefs will battle it out with the 49ers. And although this is an amazing time for both Chiefs and Niners fan, all all of it has really brought out all of the haters. I would say that like 95% of the country is rooting for San Francisco, and that's okay. Because with all of this hate, with memes and shit talk, it means that KC has finally reached dynasty status. To all of those haters, I say this. Suck it. We're going to the Super Bowl. Let's win 58 for 58. We are the Indiana Chiefs fans, and joining me tonight is three-time podcasting favorite. It is the one, the only, Chico Noise. What's up, big dog? What's up? I was going to say, uh, everybody, welcome the 2024 New England Patriots. <laughs> <laughs> Let me start off with this tonight. I get it. I understand you guys are all like pissed off and jealous uh, uh, as the uh, media circus starts, uh, starts to run in Las Vegas and Kansas city comes out and just gets booed. Uh, Travis Kelsey was like, bring on the booze. I don't care. You like the booze more than the cheers. That's right. Absolutely. So with that being said, I ran into a guy that I work with who was actually a big Ravens fan today. And um, he pretty much lit me up. And it was quite it was quite humorous because, you know, he was like. I was like, well, you you ready to talk about it? He's like, and right out of his mouth was like, those fucking zebras. God damn it. Fucking Everybody's for the Chiefs and blah, 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 blah. And I just calmly looked at him and I said, really? I said, do you want to talk about all your the Ravens offensive line holding almost every play against the KC defense that was a no call? Or do you want to talk about the two incidents where the guys were getting by and uh, the Ravens guys tripped them yeah, blatantly, the blatantly stuck their foot out and tripped them? Well, how do you fucking not call that as a pass interference on that interception? I said, you mean the one where Lamar Jackson threw it into triple coverage and then he threw it short? Are you talking about that interception? Yeah. The fucking God. And then he walked away. <laughs> it's a, it's it's one of those two-way street things, right? You it happens to us and we have the same we have the same feeling. Like it's the refs, it's this and then then this and this and this. And I mean I Hundred percent get where everybody's coming from. The refs were terrible. They missed so many holding calls. Absolutely, they didn't call the tripping. There were multiple tripping calls. Right. Colton mentioned in the call guys this week they didn't call a lot of the unsportsmanlike and the taunting in the first, you know, quarter, quarter and a half. But then towards the end of the game, they started calling it more and more. And his his thought process there was if it's not a call. In the first quarter, it shouldn't be a call in the fourth quarter, which makes sense. But I think a lot of that, those guys just, I don't, I just don't know if they're just not good at their jobs or 
they're just not paying close enough attention to the whole field at one time. How many how many refs are on the field? Seven? Something seven like or eight. Yeah, I don't even know exactly the number. How is it yeah, that I think it is seven. out of seven referees on the field that are trained to call these things? And I know we hate flags. I hate flags. I don't want to see a flag come out. I want to wa- watch football, right? It's part of football, but it's the most annoying part of football. Absolutely. Time, it's there for a reason, and a lot of those guys just are not doing what they should be doing. And then in the moments when they do throw a flag, it's those big, obvious ones. Because, I mean, in a big pileup, who's going to see Chris Jones get tripped? I mean, that right. back judge should see it. Well, the, the other guys should see, will see it, but yeah, the one the one that they really showed over and over again. I mean, the guy was wide out there, you know, throwing his foot out. But mm-hmm. okay, so listen, um, you know, we're we are just as guilty. I mean, of being like, oh, the damn refs gave us, you know, took away the game or whatever. Um, you know, we we talked about it with Tony's offside. I mean, Tony was offside. Mm-hmm. I mean, as as much as that hurts. As much as it hurts, he was offsides. Uh, you know, it was a, it was a well called. It was mm-hmm. a well it was a well placed flag. In this Ravens game, there was hardly any flags thrown whatsoever. I mean, what did they have? I mean, less than ten, I think. I no, mean, I'd have to go back, I'd have to go back and actually look at the exact stats, but. Um, you know, we, you and me, we're together and watch the game. We're yelling at the TV. Where's the holding call on that? You know, that's blatant. That's blah, blah, blah. But I think at some point it became just let these two teams play. And that's what they did. They just let them play. Um, were there some missed calls? Yes. Was there a pass interference that Kansas City should have had called on them? Not in that triple coverage one, but there, you know, like Phil was talking, there might have been one earlier in the game. Okay, so one or two calls went our way, and one of our, one or two calls didn't go our way. You know, it, exactly. it is what it is. But in in the end, in the end of that game, I didn't feel like that the refs called a bad game. I thought they just kind of let them play and let them kind of just battle it out. Let them do. These are two high powered offenses and two high powered defenses. Let them play, and that's what they did. Now, what do they do in the Super Bowl? Man, this fucking referee core is so jumbled up because they take bits and pieces from a bunch of different... Yeah, they're not the guys that work together all year. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it'll be interesting to see what happens there. But um, to be 100% honest, and this is not coming as a Chiefs fan, this is coming as a football fan, the Ravens shot themselves in the foot in that game. They didn't lean heavy on what got them to where they were to begin with, and that's Lamar's legs. And you see their pocket quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> so instead of pointing the blame at the refs giving the giving the game to Kansas City, point the point the finger at your head coach who decided that uh, Lamar needs to stay in the pocket and throw the ball. I've always said I don't think Lamar is a great quarterback. Quarterback. I mean, I think he's. I think he's a knowledgeable quarterback, but when it comes to throwing the deep ball and being accurate, I mean, he gets lucky from time to time where they're right there where they're supposed to be and they look like he knows what he's doing. But the other half of the time, those balls are falling short or way overhead or 
you know, I just don't think he's the mechanical quarterback that everybody wants him to be. And, you know, if he's MVP this year, that's great. I don't have a problem with that. Is Pat Mahomes MVP status caliber this year? Absolutely not. This is why I said going into the playoffs, I really thought we'd be one and done. Watching the season that Kansas City had and the way our offense played, you got to be able to score points. And if you're going to the red zone four, five, six times a game and not and coming away with three, it's not going to win you games, especially in the playoffs. Yeah, it's a good thing Bucker can make a field goal. <laughs> <laughs> and and there's another example of of you know the fans talking smack you know last year everybody wanted to fire bucker everybody wanted him out of there i mean the guy gets hurt on opening day in a shit field in arizona and you know he's struggling to try to get back and and be the great kicker that he is and he's struggling. He's having issues. You know, he's, I don't know if he was in pain or whatever the deal is, but um, he's definitely proved coming back this year that uh, he's a force to be reckoned with. And he, he should be in the talks as one of the top kickers in the NFL ever. So, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. Um, I 100% agree. Ravens definitely shot themselves in the foot just like the, the Lions did. Um, ah, it was, yeah. it was all, it was, it was all coaching. It was all, um, you know, it was them being in their heads from the beginning of that game that they were coming in to win and being super arrogant about it. And that getting them a couple calls that obviously should have never happened. If they just came in to play football, there would have never been taunting or unsportsmanlike calls. Right. And then the, you know, I said it in my intro last week Did Sneed was mad. <laughs> he was mad that about that taunting call, and he went up and he punched that ball out of Flowers' arms. And I mean, that was really what held and secured our win. So pretty much, yep. Um, I mean, yeah. It, I, I just think it's funny, and I don't know any Ravens fans. Luckily, or they would have gotten earful on that Monday. But <laughs> um, <laughs> well, this was today. It was the first time I'd seen this guy, and since the Ravens game and, mm-hmm. and, you know, I've always been a big supporter of supporting his team. You know, when he wants to talk about it, let's talk about it, you know, this, that, and the other, how do you feel about this? You know, I, I, I haven't been like your team sucks. My team's going to win type thing. I've never been like that, but man, him come firing at me just was like, are you fucking serious? Your team stuck their dick in the turf and that was it. They looked they looked like it. They laid down. They didn't do anything that they were supposed to do and what got them to that point. And then I can turn around and be like, well, Detroit did what they did to get to that point, and it kind of screwed them also. So, I mean, Dan Campbell has been aggressive with that team all year long, mm-hmm. and he didn't play it any different in that game. Um, but I think that's the maturity of a head coach coming yeah. into the National Football League. Well. I mean, you're looking at a big playoff game where the points matter more now than they did during the regular season. Right. So if you get the opportunity to put up those points, you should really go for the easier points and not risk turning the ball over 
on downs, which is huge mistake. I mean, you'd think on a fourth and one, fourth and three, you'd be able to just jam it up the middle and get your first down. Right. But some of these defenses, man, they just, they're San, San Francisco. Yeah, San Francisco's defense to be reckoned with. I mean, they've got some great players on that side of the ball. Yeah. So, so watching, I, I, I don't know. To me, it, it's kind of bittersweet with the uh, with the Lions because I think I think the Lions were good enough to come in and and play us really well, and um. But the same, so yeah, it kind of that kind of goes both ways because they're so good. I'm glad they lost, but at the same time, they're so good. I wanted them to go all the way, and I I don't know. I just I was rooting for them because you know the family up in Michigan roots for them, and right. They definitely uh, did that all to themselves. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was rooting. I was rooting for them because it, it once again. Uh, we all love an underdog, and they're an underdog. Um, they deserve to get where they got. I mean, they worked hard. They put the pieces together. They have some amazing players, um, and, and they deserved it. And I would have loved to for them to get to the Super Bowl. And to be honest, we could have lost to them in the Super Bowl, and I'd have been just fine with that. I mean, I'd have been like, nope, they deserve it. Let's let's you know let Detroit celebrate. Yeah, I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm not. I'm gonna be upset if we lose to the Niners, but I'm also not gonna be overly upset. You know, yeah. we've 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 been to four of the last five Super Bowls. We played really well this year. We did not play great. So, I mean, our playoff run's been great. But Purdy is for how young he is. He is he's just good, and he has he is- a lot of great players and. I, I it's one of those you can see going both ways and obviously anytime I think about this game I'm thinking we could really pull this off and oh, I, I honestly believe that we will pull this off I I think if you match it up and, and the call guys did it this week on, on Monday night uh, on Monday's uh, podcast um, you know you guys kind of went through quarterback against quarterback defensive because you know defensive line against front seven versus front seven secondary versus secondary. And, uh, I mean, I, I don't think I would disagree with, uh, some of Colton's uh, opinions on, on, you know, the differential between the two, you know, um, you know, I think Mahomes is a better quarterback than Purdy. I think Purdy's good. Mahomes um, has the experience in the playoffs. Mahomes exactly. has the experience in the Super Bowl. The only one that I might, might have uh, gotten the, into yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which one you think I'm talking it's, about? It's Kelsey, Kelsey and Kittle. <laughs> I mean, that's that's why that's I I know his thoughts on Kelsey. I know he does not like Kelsey. I know he doesn't like his attitude. He always uses a player, but man, that dude off the field is probably one of the most humble people around. I mean, just the way he talks, and I mean, I was watching watching some of the interviews he did for opening night and that little uh, Jeremiah kid, the 11-year-old. I don't know if you've ever seen him. He's from Vegas. He's 
um, NFL Network does this for him. He can go out on the field and he interviews players. And so he interviewed Kittle and he interviewed Mahomes and Kelsey. And I'm sure he did Purdy, but um, he was, he goes up to Kelsey and he goes, Kelsey's talking to him and he's like, you got, you, you talk like a, or he says something about the way he uses his words. And he's like, man, you, you're just a really smart kid. And he's talking to him and the kid's a really good interviewer and he goes up there and he does all that stuff. But just the way he was talking to him was, it was great. And it's like, you know, this is probably how this guy is most of the time. He just gets out on the field and he gets energized and he's there to crack some skulls, you know? And yeah. Yeah, he gets fired up and he gets, he gets, he's got a short fuse when he's on the field. He, he lets things kind of bother him maybe a little bit too much, but that's a competitive nature. You want to, you want to, uh, talk about competitive nature. I mean, your co host on the call, on the call guys is one of the most competitive guys that I've ever met in my entire life. Yeah. But it doesn't matter if you're on the basketball court, if you're playing ping pong, or you're doing a podcast with him, he is 100% competitive. So you're saying and Colton is Travis Kelsey. <laughs> I am saying that he doesn't like Kelsey because he is Kelsey. You know what I'm saying? Nice. He's got that competitive nature, and he doesn't like to lose, and he gets fired up. And of course, you know he's a ginger anyway. So when he gets fired up, he gets red. <laughs> you try playing Mario Kart with him. <laughs> when Colton goes silent, when you're playing Mario Kart with him, you know that he's losing or he has lost a race. Mario Party's the same way. He doesn't get a star, or the star moves and he's almost to it. Man, that's just—it's like the end of the world has happened. I'll tell you what, buddy. You can play Mario Kart with me anytime, and I, you're almost guaranteed to win. So there you go. I it's am just... horrible at it, but um, uh, you know, you you can. He compared Kelsey to Kittle, and um, you know, he kind of leaned towards the Kittle side with a couple different a couple different references, but I, I can't remember exactly what they were. I was gonna write them down there. The big the big one was the fact that Kelsey is not as much a blocking tight end as Kittle right. is. And Kittle and Kittle says in all the time is that he is there to get McCaffrey yards on a play where he's not running a route. He is there to block whoever is right downfield from him and he's gonna he's gonna move him as far as he can until McCaffrey right gets his lane. Um, okay. Kelsey is a receiving tight end. He will he will chip block you and then run his route. And most of the plays we run are passing plays. So right. I mean, yeah, and that's something that that definitely something he needs to take in consideration on that because Andy Reid is not a running head coach. He hasn't been until what the last half of this season when when he really gave the ball to Pacheco and. Uh, and started doing more of the more of that style of coaching. Um, my thing is, is that you know you want to do, uh, you know, Travis Kelsey it will be the first to step up and tell you he's not a he's not a blocking tight end. Mm -hmm. That has never been his repertoire. And if you if you play it with the way Andy Reid has his offense set up, he doesn't need to be a blocking tight end. But you're talking about a guy who's had consecutive, seven consecutive 1,000-yard seasons. And, season? and Colton, and Colton, he has two Super Bowl rings. With 
this being his fourth appearance in the last five years. Now, I am not disrespecting George Kittle whatsoever. I think that dude is amazing. I think mm -hmm. he's an amazing tight end. Um, he is definitely an amazing person off of the field. If you've ever watched any of the, you know, some of the community service stuff that he does and the stuff for the kids that he does, he's, he's great. I mean, I am not picking on him whatsoever, but he doesn't have a Super Bowl ring and I don't give a flying shit how good you are on the field. Dan Marino, if you ain't got a ring, your legacy falls short. Yeah. <laughs> This is what I was thinking about when I was listening to the call, guys. I'm like, you know, you can be great. You can hold records. You can do all kinds of stuff. But if you ain't got a ring in the end, that's the one thing that defines you as an NFL player. And I, the first person that came to my mind was Dan Marino. Dan Marino was a great quarterback. He held all the records for a long time. You know, he beat the Joe Montana's, the John Elway's, you know, uh, all those great quarterbacks from back in the day. Marino has, you know, wins on all of them, but he does not have a ring. And until Kittle puts one on his finger, which is possible this weekend, mm -hmm. you're going to be defined on whether or not you got that jewelry or not. Yeah. And, you know, I, I keep seeing all this stuff about Mahomes and him being defined as the goat. Right. And that's that's the that's the big thing is that um, if he wins a Super Bowl, is he. Is he in the running to become the quote-unquote goat of the NFL and take Tom Brady's place? Tom Brady has seven Super Bowl rings. Tom Brady got them all when he was, got three of them when he was young, got a bunch more, you know, later in his career. But um, over these last, you know, how many years has Mahomes been in the NFL? Six. Yeah, I think so. Six years. Six year. Over over that time, um, you know, he's going to his fourth Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. Brady, Brady, I think, also went to, it was either three or four in that time period in his first seven years. So, I mean, you watch these guys and you're saying, like, Mahomes could be the GOAT soon, but Brady got, up, got his rings faster. Brady was able to do more in his late career. So there's a lot to look at with Mahomes in that whole situation. You can't, I don't know if you can give him the goat title now, if there, or if it comes later in his career when he's surpassed everything Tom Brady's done. I mean, okay. So I think I heard them talking on Arrowhead attic that if Mahomes gets this ring, if he gets this, gets this win, then he will have gotten three rings like a year before Brady or, you know, as far as, you know, so many years, uh, you know, seven years in the league or six years in the league to have three rings or whatever would be like a year or two ahead of Brady and what he got. Don't quote me on that. I mean, I'd have to go back and listen to all that again. But we need to stop with Patrick Mahomes being the GOAT. Because until he puts a seventh ring on his finger that's, and holds the record and holds Yeah, I know that's what you were doing. Uh, and holds, you know, every single damn record and plays until he's 45 years old. I don't think I think the goat is going to be Tom Brady for a long, long time. And it needs to be the man accomplished amazing things. 
And I think if we need to stop with the goat talk for Mahomes, yeah, he's he's been great. Absolutely in his first six years of being in the league. You said it, you know, four Super Bowl appearances out of the last five, out of the last uh, his entire career as a starter in the NFL, he's been to the AFC championship game every year. Yep. But until he puts that seventh ring on his finger, there's no way to to take away goat status from Tom Brady and give it to Mahomes. Yeah, I no, think not, I think it's I think it's you're 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 just right on the money because I think there's it's 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 stats and rings. Yeah, let's go stats and rings. I think those are the two main things, and I think he's beat a lot of Brady's stats in the early years. Mm-hmm. But it's the rings that are the problem. It is and absolutely like you said seven rings when Mahomes puts on a seventh ring. And he's surpassed every quarterback's stats because that's what's going to happen. He's on a kind of a downward slope right now, but Brady did the same thing. Brady played great for so many years, and then his stats kind of trailed off and then right back up when he started getting better weapons and things changed in New England, you know? And right. So, I mean, that's, yeah, I, I agree with you. I think it's the seven rings once he puts on that, uh, Fills his whole hand, fills both of his hands with rings. <laughs> He's gonna look like he plays for the Steelers. Yeah, and I hope, I hope, hope, hope that he takes seven rings in Kansas City. Seven that rings is in ten years. I mean, that would be the dream, but it's not gonna. I mean, it's not gonna happen. Even Brady didn't do it in in ten years. No, I mean. He, I, I think they said he had like a, a decade slump in there where there was a big he, slump. Yeah, yeah, he didn't go back to the Super Bowl. Then goes back and wins a shit ton more. Like I said, you know, I love Patrick Mahomes. I think he's an amazing quarterback, and I think we are extremely lucky to have him in Kansas City. He's done great things with with the team that he's been given. Um, you know, we talk about we talk about Kansas City having a down season. But we're still eleven and six. Holy shit! Eleven and six is a down season. I remember when eleven and six, we were fucking thrilled beyond words because <laughs> yeah. we were finally going to the playoffs. So, you know, it, of course, it wasn't eleven and six. It would have been eleven and five or whatever. In the case. Eleven and five or like yeah. ten and ten and six or yeah, ten and yeah. six, and we made it to a wild card and lost. <laughs> <laughs> we got getting beaten by the fucking Colts, but yeah. <laughs> but no, the. Eleven and six, three playoff wins, going to Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's an average season with a amazing playoff run. Absolutely, absolutely. So, and that's you can't you can't complain about it. No, like I said, win or lose this Sunday. I mean, you cannot complain about this season. You know, it's not obviously if you don't win the Super Bowl, it's kind of a you know quote unquote lost season. But yeah, um, but. You can't complain about it because we did have what we thought was a bad year where we just skated by in some games, you know, winning by three or, um, you know, Bunker. hell, we, uh, we lost to the lions by one, by one. Everybody's like, oh, well, the lions beat you, but they only beat us by one. Mm-hmm. And that was because we couldn't catch passes. And that's the downside to this season is the receivers weren't as good. So yeah. I don't know, man. It's been an inter- it's been an interesting year. 
I'm excited for this Sunday's game. I'm super excited for the Super Bowl. Um, I will be rooting my ass off for my Chiefs, which I know you will be too. Uh, we will be screaming at the projector screen. You know, I, I, there's no doubt in my mind. Yeah, I'm going to get us some more foam footballs so we can just <laughs> throw them at the refs. Um, We're going to need a lot of them. <laughs> I, you, you had mentioned earlier at the start of this, Kelsey getting booed during his thing at opening night. Yeah. And as I'm watching that, I'm looking at it and I'm thinking, they're in Las Vegas, Nevada. Yeah. San Francisco Wonder- is four or five hours away. Yep. How many people that live out in that area that probably aren't Raiders fans because right. the Raiders moved from Oakland to right. Vegas. So you have a lot of people in Vegas that are 49ers fans. Yep. That is why that place was packed full of Niners fans. And of course, they're not going to cheer for the Chiefs when they're up there doing their interviews and talking to these guys, which, oh, by the way, that was the opening, that guy, the the announcer. That, and he's like oh, really? screaming at the top of his lungs. Sarah's like, can you mute that? <laughs> it was the I don't know. It was like it was like the wrestling announcers when they come out and they're you know chanting everybody's names and stuff, but absolutely terrible. What um, uh, what station was that on? Because I looked for it the other night and I couldn't find it. It was on NFL Network. Was it? Yeah. Oh man, I totally I looked and it wasn't there, so I must have missed it. Uh, because Phil Phil ended up. Yeah, if you notice, Phil's not with us tonight. Um, you know, we weren't, we weren't sure whether he was going to be here or not, but, uh, um, you know, uh, he's dealing with some family stuff. So, you know, we weren't sure, but, uh, he had ended up texting me or and whatever and said, Hey, they're interviewing Carlopas because I thought he might be interested. And I went looking for it and I couldn't find it. So I'm hoping that I can find it, uh, on the web somewhere. I'm sure I can. There's, there's reels and highlights and stuff. YouTube, YouTube has a lot of the interviews and stuff. So. Okay, I'll have to go on YouTube here after a while and, and take a look because I'd love to see the Carlopas uh, interview. I think uh, I'm pretty sure it was on NFL Network, but let me make sure. I'm trying to remember what was on there when I flipped it over. It wasn't. It wasn't. Uh, oh, I think that hmm, they were. Maybe they were talking to Chris Jones. Maybe it was on there and they were talking to Chris Jones at that time. I don't know, but. I'm more interested in the Carlopas one, but I know that little kid you're talking about. I remember seeing him do some other stuff, but yeah, he's done quite a bit. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was um, NFL Network. Network. It has to be, but there you go. I'll go back and check it out on YouTube and find it on there. I'm sure. Um, yeah, you you nailed it. You nailed it on the head. I mean, if if there if there's not Raiders fans there, then you know it's San Francisco fans. Yeah. Or possibly uh, Rams fans, you know, just anybody who's mm-hmm. against uh, against Kansas City. So, and how many uh, how many St. Louis Rams fans are out in, in uh, Vegas? You know, I mean, that just doesn't seem likely to me that there were a lot of fans around the California and Nevada area that were Rams fans before they moved out there. Right. So I don't, I don't know. Um, it's just. A, San Francisco's been out there for a long time. You'd think a lot of those people would probably be. Absolutely. Niners Absolutely. Fans. And, you know, Niners fans has a, has a loyal fan base and I respect them for that. I mean, uh, I don't think I've ever met a Niners fan that uh, wasn't polite and fun to talk to about football. And, and, you know, that's what makes it great. So, 
I don't know, man. Uh, this weekend's going to be interesting. I'm excited. Um, man, let's go get the dub. What's 158 for 58, baby? DT. Yeah. Now, over this last weekend, uh, it was the Pro Bowl. And I know Chico. Chico. <laughs> I I just want to I want to jump on board here and say I actually enjoyed the Pro Bowl, and uh, you know here and here's why because oh yeah look we got a commercial on my white screen which I was hoping not to not to have but <laughs> um I have got to get a ring light in here for this no it looks kind of cool when it's dark <laughs> like that you should keep it that way the red uh, lighting in the back the red lighting I think that if I wait I mean. I can't pause. Can I? Yeah. Let me just leave it like that and see what we got. So listen, man, uh, let me jump on here. And I know this is getting, going to be um, really uh, not a well-liked statement, but I enjoyed the Pro Bowl. And I enjoyed the Pro Bowl because, um, you know, not only it, it was flag football, but mm -hmm. it was these guys out there having fun. You know, they're smiling, they're running. You know, it's a short field. I think it's, what is it, maybe? Probably 50. I think it's 50 yards. It's a 50-yard field. They have their own set of rules, uh, you know, for flag football, obviously. Um, but those guys were out there having a good time. And it's, and it's fun for me to see teammates from other teams out there interacting with their counterparts. So... You have your um, Jamar Chase with your, you know, uh, I can't, I'm trying to think who else was on there on the AFC side of the, of the of the wide receivers, just out there, you know, cheering on these guys and having fun. Well, you know, Ty, well, Tyreek would have been one of them on, yeah. on that side. So, you know, those guys just out there having fun, doing their thing, you know, playing a little flag football, not worrying about really getting hurt, you know, because you know, you don't really get hurt in flag football. <laughs> Not supposed to. Not supposed to. Um, and then they did, uh, in between quarters of the flag football game, they had um, other uh, activities. So just helps give points to that, to the NFC or the AFC. So they had the, the skid move where the players had to take off like 3,000 pounds worth of weights and then pull a, a skid across the line yeah. or... They did the best catch, you know, or, or uh, acrobatic catch, or they had the, uh, um, man, I'm sounding like a fucking tool right now, but uh, the maze, the the gauntlet run where they had mm -hmm. to, they had all the players doing different things. And the NFC dominated all of those. I mean, AFC, I don't think won a single one that I watched. I just, we were just like a half step behind them the entire way. But it was just so much fun to watch those guys out there just having, fun. just having fun, you know, chopping it up with each other and and so on and so forth. And I enjoyed it. Um, the AFC lost. And uh, in traditional aspects, when the AFC loses the Pro Bowl, they win the Super Bowl. So, I mean, that's always kind of been a thing for as long as I've watched football. It's always kind of gone that way. So. The NFC did pull it out. Eli Manning coaching the NFC team, rubbing it in, in Peyton's face that he has won now two years in a row. Yeah. <laughs> it um, was quite enjoyable. The the Pro Bowl games that they do, I don't know if it's night before or where they do all the, the, the almost like a pump, pump pass, um, what is pump it? Pump pass kick. kick kind of thing. 
but they pump pass. I I don't remember. I think it is pump pass and kick. I don't really remember. Isn't punt and kick the same thing? (laughs) Yeah, you think so? Um, But no. So the um, like they have like the throwing stuff where they have the targets and you had Baker and C.J. Stroud and um, Jalen Hurts and uh, I don't remember who the other quarterback was, but they had four quarterbacks going up against each other and. I think it was over the full time that they had they eliminated quarterbacks as they went, but you have moving targets and they're trying to rack up points and then they have a gold ball at the end where they're trying to throw it into a ten point bucket that's, you know, fifty yards away. Right. That was fun to watch because these skilled quarterbacks, you know, couldn't hit a moving target <laughs> that was five yards away from them. And you're seeing these guys a little bit more like it makes you understand that even though they're trained and they've practiced their entire lives to do this kind of thing, that they're not perfect all the time. And right, um, you see, I mean, some of those targets were 40 yards away in the air going across the top, and they'd hit those dead on, but they couldn't hit the one-point target that was five <laughs> feet away from them. So it's like it represents it really well. And some of them were hitting the – there was one target that – um so many balls in they would get another gold ball and it would go flying across the field like full speed and they'd have to oh, trade yeah. it. Some oh. of them nailed it. Some of them nailed it. It was fun to watch. Um but I think Baker actually won all that. I, I my one takeaway from watching those guys walk out on the out on the field is man, Baker Baker Mayfield's got like a dad bod. He's not like he <laughs> he he walked out there and I'm like, he's a chunky little shit, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, I think we yeah. were talking about Mahomes. Uh, somebody had a picture of Mahomes shirtless, and they were like, uh, oh, "Locker room after last week's game." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's got a little bit. He got a little bit of uh, um, he's a little flabby in a couple spots, and but that's he okay. A lot of beer. <laughs> he does drink a lot of beer. Um, but yeah, I enjoyed the Pro Bowl this year. I mean, I watched it on. I think it was. Saturday, Saturday night or whatever it was, whenever mm-hmm. it was on. I watched it quite a little bit and I enjoyed it. Um, like I said, it was just fun to watch them all having a good time together. And, you know, yeah, it, there's no such thing as teams as far as, you know, which AFC team you're on. It's just one big AFC team. So, yeah. Um, Anything else, Gun? What do you want to talk about? The, you want to talk about the game this weekend? Um, No, not really. I just, um, I think it was it was fun to do what Colton chose to do for the call guys this week where we like you said we went through and ranked each position and tried to decide which team would win and we got down to coaching staffs and that was that was the big one that was like Andy Reid Spags those two guys working together and just it's 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 dynamic and they just they do really well. Spags being one of the, what I would say, one of the best defensive coaches in the league and has one of the best defenses in the league. And then Andy Reid just being one of those veteran coaches that just knows how to play the game. You know, we've had problems in the past years where he's had bad clock management, but I think he's fixed a lot of that. Knock on wood, hopefully this Super Bowl he's managed his clock well and we get down to that fourth quarter, and it's not a if it's not a super close game, we find a way to run out the last 
five to ten minutes of the right. game and and that's what we did and that's what we did against the ravens we we actually managed the clock yeah we managed what was going on and uh it was brilliant i mean you know everybody's like well they didn't do anything in the second quarter they did do something in the second quarter they managed the game mm -hmm. we kept the ball away from them and uh, we may not have scored points but you know we took off they didn't score points either <laughs> yeah 20 minutes of the 30 minutes that they're out there so mm -hmm. um I don't know. I don't know what this weekend's going to come to. Um, to say I am confident that the Chiefs can can win this game is an understatement. I really feel that what they've proven by going to the, to Highland Park and then off to Maryland. Um, to play, I can't even think what that stadium's name is, but to beat these teams, doesn't matter. <laughs> it's, it's it's Arrowhead East now, boys and girls. It's something about a bank, I'm sure. Yeah, uh, probably. Um, the way that they beat these teams, these these high powered offenses that we are not supposed to beat, we were supposed to go home, and now mm -hmm. we're gonna be the underdogs going in the Super Bowl, and that's fine. I, I don't doubt that we can win this game and we will come out with a new with us another Super Bowl ring. As Nick Wright would say, never a doubt. As Nick Wright would say, our worst team is better than your best team. Mm. <laughs> like, you know, he's got that never a doubt tattooed on his arm. Never a doubt. Never a doubt. He I love it. it. He got it when uh, I think last year when we won. I do have breaking news though. Are you interested in this? Yeah, let's hear it. The Washington Commanders have fired offensive coordinator Eric Bieniemy after one season with the team. I I heard that. Um, who was I talking about that with? Somebody we talked about it that they would probably just release him. Which, hey, Eric, come on back. Listen, Andy um, misses you. Yeah, why not? Come back. We'll drop we'll drop Nagy back to quarterbacks coach or water boy whatever he whatever <laughs> pretty reduced water boy <laughs> and let's bring B, let's bring the enemy back I mean yeah. I don't know let's get through. Need, I wouldn't think he would need to come begging or crawling I think they would say yeah they they let him go because they wanted to see him succeed I feel like that was what it was they're like right. yeah take that job in Washington because the odds are you're gonna be that head coach here soon and then Washington just hoses him. So come listen, on back, Casey. Listen here. I'm going to, I'm going to say this and uh, I may take hate. Uh, what is it? Uh, I N chiefs fans podcast at gmail.com. Go ahead and send the hate, but this is the stupidest fucking decision. The Washington fucking commanders could have ever fucking done. You guys went out and hired Dan Quinn, Dan Quinn as your, uh, as your head coach. Jesus, how fucking stupid are you out there in Washington? You had one of the greatest motherfucking coaches on the block who you could have went and hired, and you go fucking hire Dan Quinn and then turn around and fire Eric Bieniemy. Hey, good fucking luck with your first draft next year, boys, because mm -hmm. that's where you're going to be. Dan Quinn come from... Uh... Um, Dan Quinn has come from everywhere. He has yeah, literally <laughs> failed everywhere he's fucking went. 
He's failed. Uh, the Cowboys. Was the Cow Cowboys the last team? I think. Was the offensive possibly. coordinator out there? Mm -hmm. Yeah, possibly. And look what the Cowboys did. <laughs> failed. Uh -huh. Yeah. But Dan Quinn was uh wasn't Dan Quinn the head coach of the Atlanta Falcons at one he, time? Yeah. Failed. <laughs> Looks like he might be Motor City Dan Campbell's older brother. I know, right? <laughs> and he can go sit on that beach in Cancun together and drink uh daiquiris. I, I just I am I am flabbergasted that they would let Eric Bianami go. I don't I don't get it. I don't get it at all. What I mean is is it him? Is it the enemy? Is it is it something in his personality? I wouldn't think so. It seems just like a nice teddy bear kind of guy. He does well. I mean, but he's also a guy that that has always been um, accountable. He always holds his mm -hmm. team accountable, which is you know what I think we lacked in this year's season is in Kansas City. They didn't seem accountable. I mean, you know they they always had each other's back, but personal players didn't hold themselves to a higher standard to go out and, and do what needed to be done. And, and, you know, I don't, I think that's the, that's the fall for Matt Nagy is that he's like, you know, just be yourself, just do you, whatever his saying is. And I don't think that's the way you need to coach. I think you need to go out there and make sure that your guys are being the best they can be. And that means pushing them to be the best they can be. And I don't think Matt Nagy has that, so, in his uh, rep repertoire. So just just from the, the just this little article I'm reading here, um, this is a quote from from Dan Quinn says, "We won't work together here, but I wanted him to know I really respect the work he's done. Wish him the best." So I wonder if Dan being hired, he brought in Cliff Kingsbury to be the Absolutely. offensive coordinator and said, "I don't think." Eric Bannamy is the guy to be my offensive coordinator. I want him gone if you're going to hire me. Oh, absolutely. So absolutely. that automatically gets uh, Bannamy kicked off the team. Whether well, that's through he got, management or... Hopefully he got all the money he was promised to go out there. I hope so. Yeah, I, I, this, when I read this today, I lost, I mean, uh, I lost respect for him when, when they changed their name when they mm -hmm. folded uh, to the pressures of the fucking snowflakes and, uh, and uh, that are out there that think that that was a um, slanderous name and they folded like a fucking house of cards and changed their name. And then they didn't even get a fucking cool name. They called themselves the commanders. No, we had, we had some good ones for them too. You know what I wanted? The Sentinels. Sentinels. Yes. The Washington Sentinels. And the only reason I want that, I don't think that's like a badass name. The Sentinels are not going to fucking put fear in the, your eyes when they walk yeah. in the field or anything. Right. But it's from? Um, the Replacements. There you go. <laughs> it would have been perfect. Been awesome. I don't know. Yeah. Apparently, uh, the owners of the Washington a football team um, doesn't go watch uh, really cool movies no. <laughs> with Gene Hackman and Keanu Reeves That's to watch the replacements. They're, yeah, they're too busy um, hiring terrible coaches. <laughs> terrible head coaches. I think uh, I think the replacements need to be on your wall behind you. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. 
Yeah. I think you're going to have to go top 20. Oh, gosh. You can't replace any of those. You just I need could, to. I could fit. I can fit 10 more posters up there easy. Uh, I see where you could get at least three or six more. I can get five there and five there. Okay. 10 more. 10 more it is. Get busy. The replacements need to be on there. I All think right. Crusher. Colton. I think Crusher needs to be. <laughs> yeah. Colton, Sarah. I'm going to make a list. You better order me some posters. <laughs> I think Crusher needs to be on there. Oh, yeah. There's a photo of you on the cover. <laughs> Actually, it's not me. I'm not anywhere on the promo material. No, yeah, I'm gonna have to think about my my next my next ten. Yeah, uh, I I think that needs to be a call guys episode. What is the next ten to go on Chico's wall? Hmm. Hmm. I had to think about that one. <laughs> I've had this top ten list since my freshman year of college. That's I know been, it's hard um, to it's hard to break away from. That's been uh ten years this year. So well, I can't really go on the invisible. I don't know that I've actually seen the invisible. Oh, come on. It's uh one of the first movies to ever use a thirty seconds to Mars song in it. Is this the one where he's is it he's invisible and he he's like half dead and can't yeah. be seen? Okay, I have seen that. Yeah. All right. Okay. So yeah. Okay. I've seen every movie that's on your wall, mm-hmm. but I have to admit, Clerks is not that good. <laughs> I love Clerks. I love Clerks too, just a little bit more than Clerks one. But Clerks one is the original, and it's a yeah, Miramax game changer. Miramax game changer. Uh, Airheads absolutely is one of the one of the great ones. Bill and Ted, uh, Rockstar, Goonies, Big. Night's Tale, Back to the Future, and uh, Beverly the Hills Cop. Yep. It's a good. It's a good top ten list. <laughs> I like. No, I'm, a, I'm definitely going to do my my top twenty now. I think you should. What's inside? I think I mean, you should. I got a lot of wall space here. I need to fill up. So. Yep. Absolutely. Get it done. Okay. Um. All right. Um. Listen, guys. Enjoy the Super Bowl this weekend. Make sure you uh get lots to eat and lots to drink. And, you know, get with your family, enjoy with um, people that like the team that you like to root for, Um, you know, make it a happy occasion and, you know, just, just have fun with it. It's, it's a football game for Christ's sake. Just have fun with it. If, if you have a 49ers fan or a Chiefs fan in your family and they start to rage and do something crazy, make sure you get that video because I'd love to see it. Yeah. Send it to There's you. Nothing I better. <laughs> There's nothing better than watching a fan just go <laughs> rage mad and start oh. breaking TVs and stuff. Oh. I and Chiefs fan podcast at gmail.com. Send us those videos. Do We'd it. love to see them. Uh, we will be back one more episode this season as we wrap up season number two. Um, so, yeah, come on back next week. We're going to talk about the. Uh, Super Bowl 58. Win or lose, we'll be here. Win or lose, we'll be here. So, looking forward to it. Sorry, um, I meant to say, when we win, we'll be here. <laughs> when we win, Kansas City. 58. Winning 58 for 58, baby. I love that. So. Yep. DT. Absolutely. One of the greatest, if not the greatest. Yeah. 
you know, you know, one of these days we're going to sit down and have a podcast just on who we'd like to see on a Kansas City team from all the old Kansas City players. Build a, build a, build a super team, team out of Chiefs players. Yeah, I mean, I like it. can you imagine having Pacheco as our number two running back to Jamal Charles? Pat Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Tony Gonzalez. You know, mm-hmm. we have three tight ends. Who would our who would our third tight end be? Mm-hmm. Huh. Something to think about. That'd be fun. Who would your wide receivers be? I know Phil's vote would be Dwayne Bow. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, man. Let's get out of here. Thank you guys. Thank you for a great season. Uh, of Indiana Chiefs fans. Like I said, we'll be back for one more, but I want to thank you guys for listening. All those who listen every week, we so much appreciate you guys. And, uh, you know, go check out the, uh, go check out the merch store. I got a new t-shirt up there that says run angry. It's got our, it's got our logo and it says run angry on it. Cause that's the way we love it. When Pacheco runs angry, but go check out uh, goldenmojoent.com. Uh, there's all kinds of stuff on there you can can look around at, and uh, we would love if you wanted to help support Indiana Chiefs fans by by getting a T-shirt. So, or a, I think we have a hoodie on there. Yeah, look at that. Or get a new T-shirt. It just states "Run Angry." Run angry. Run angry. All right, guys. From our little slice of Chiefs Kingdom, right here in the great state of Indiana. I just got one question for you, Chico. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. How about those? Cheers. Later. Thank you for listening to the Indiana Chiefs Fans Podcast. You can find us wherever you get your podcasts, whether that be Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Podbean, any of your favorite podcast sites. Be sure to watch us on YouTube. Just search for the Indiana Chiefs Fans Podcast. Also, check us out on Facebook for any updates on the Chiefs and all of our weekly posts. You can find us at facebook.com slash inchiefsfanspod. Finally, go check out our Golden Mojo Entertainment website at goldenmojoent.com. You can find information about your three favorite hosts and all the other podcasts in the Golden Mojo Entertainment family. Those podcasts include The Call Guys, Golden Image Podcast, The United States of Paranormal, the Golden 80s Podcast, The Murder Nerds, and A Court of Books and Booze. Thank you for tuning in, and how about those cheeks?